Hi, and welcome to Freelance to Founder Shorts. I'm Preston Lee. I am Clay Mosley, and you've probably heard our in-depth coaching calls with everyday freelancers who want to scale their business. Now, we're helping even more freelancers each week with Freelance to Founder Shorts, five to 10-minute episodes focused on answering one question from a listener like you. To get your question answered, visit freelancetofounder.com slash ask. And now let's dive into today's question. All right, today's question uh, comes from Gialitza on our Facebook page. She asks, uh, please share your tips regarding niching down or finding your niche. Did you figure out what type of projects or clients you wanted to work with first? Did you check um, the pattern of the type of projects or clients you've been getting and focus on that? She sort of has all these questions about like, how how do I find my niche? And today I'm joined uh, yet again by my wonderful guest co-host, Christine Olivas who helped me, first of all, know how to pronounce Gialitza because we found out in the last time Christine was visiting that she speaks Italian. So that was amazing. Uh, But she's also joining us here to help answer Gialitza's question. And uh, we'll be right back after this quick break from our sponsors and we'll do our best to answer that question. We'll be right back. Hey guys, you've got enough tough decisions to make every month as you grow your business. Picking your next great book to read should not be one of them. With Book of the Month, you can forget about the hassle of browsing through endless shelves or scrolling infinitely through an overwhelming amount of book options online. Book of the Month simplifies the process of finding the next great thing to read by offering a carefully selected lineup of five to seven titles to pick from each month. From gripping thrillers to heartwarming romance and everything in between, I'm personally really excited about this new announcement from Book of the month, curated audiobooks. Since you're listening to podcasts, I assume that you like audiobooks and you're like me, you're more of a downloader than a page turner. And this is your moment. I'm right here with you. I've picked out my selections for March already and you can too. Joining book of the month is super easy, very affordable. Plus for a limited time, new members can get their first book for just $9.99 with code CHIRP. Visit bookofthemonth.com now to pick your next great read. That's bookofthemonth.com with promo code CHIRP, C-H-I-R-P, or click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. All right, welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder Shorts, where we answer one question from you, our listeners. If you want to submit a question, you can visit freelance2founder.com slash ask, or you can submit it on our Facebook page at milo.co slash mastermind. Um, this question comes from Gialitza, Christine, and uh, again, thank you for helping me know how to pronounce her name. It turns out we learned last time, Christine, that you speak Italian. 
Yes, that is true. My my speaking's a l- <laughs> probably a little uh, weaker than it used to be when I was visiting Italy more regularly and speaking with other you know, native speakers. But my writing and reading comprehension still <laughs> really good. So I still I watch and <laughs> listen to Italian news and podcasts to try to keep it fresh. I just finished a Netflix show in Italian, so trying to do what I can to keep my skills fresh. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Good for you. I speak Spanish and I don't do enough to keep up on it for sure. Um, what, do you mind if I ask what, what were you doing, uh, in Italy? Why were you spending so much time there? Yes. It was actually my second major in college. So I grew up um, in LA. I grew up, you know, we spoke English and Spanish in my household. Actually. Um, I did tons of advanced Spanish language classes in high school. And then by the time I got to college, I was like, you know what, let's try a different language because I think I'm done with Spanish (laughs) for now. So yeah, I just switched gears and really enjoyed it and obviously who doesn't love an excuse to go visit Italy and spend time there That's I felt very right. comfortable <laughs> comfortable there I mean this is you know early 2000s so a lot has obviously yeah. changed now with technology and cell phones but at the time you know you wandered the streets and just found some place to eat and wandered to the next place so definitely a formative part of my my experience um, and hope hope to go back at some point um, in the next few years How fun how fun. Well, um, that's that's really fun. I, I've always wondered, so I speak fluent Spanish, uh, in, obviously in addition to my native language, which is English, but I um, always wondered if I could pull off Italian, because I know there are lots of similarities. Yeah, it's almost so similar, though, that my Spanish got a little bit messed up. So, you know, for <laughs> example, the, in Spanish, D-E is D in Italian. So these slight, you know, one is P-O-R, one is P-E-R. They're so similar that the brain, yeah. especially as we get older, has a little bit of, my brain has a little bit of a hard time keeping them straight. Um, so sometimes the hybrid will come out when I attempt Spanish, but <laughs> yeah. learn, learning learning from one to the other will be easy. It'll just then be a matter of keeping them straight in your brain. <laughs> keeping them straight, yeah. So I, I speak, uh, I wouldn't say fluent, but but enough to survive, I speak French as well. And so I've definitely experienced that. But anyway, we digress. We could pro- sounds like we could talk about language for a while. That's not what you came to this podcast for, though, <laughs> listeners. But it happens. So happens that Gialitza uh, is maybe from Italy, but certainly has an Italian name. And so um, thank you again, Gialitza, for uh, for submitting a question. Let's get back to her question. What's what sort of stuck out to you from what she asked? She's basically asking about finding a niche, how to how to go about like in the early stages determining what your niche should be as a freelancer. Is there anything that stood out to you from that, Christine? Yeah, so I noticed that she's a designer, um, but also has social media content. And it's interesting, mm-hmm. I wish I knew a little bit more about sort of the reasons for pairing down if I had to guess about more information. I think a lot of folks who I would consider sort of true subject matter experts, designers, developers, folks who have an intense focus built, you know, you need a lot of focus to come up with really great identity Mm -hmm. designs. And you need a lot of focus to program in a way that, you know, not to say that marketing doesn't require focus, but there there's an intensity and there's a focus to that function, to that discipline. So I'm wondering, I'm not sure which niche she wants to focus on, but my guess is that maybe zeroing in on one type or the other would make it easy easier to not have to context switch constantly. Um, that's sort yeah. of what I'm taking taking from the question versus someone like me, I have a harder time paring down to just one thing. I get very bored. You know, I'm an ENFP on the mm-hmm. Myers-Briggs and variety keeps me going. So 
from that perspective, it's kind of the opposite of the approach I took where my goal was to add as many different functions and disciplines as I could until I was super sure what that niche should be based on both my interest level and the market. Um, so from this perspective, I would say I can't, I can't relate as much to sort of the desire to, to be as focused. However, I would encourage, um, Jalitza to do both for long enough to determine again, what the market demands. There are a lot of changes happening right now in 2023 between, yeah, for sure. um, some of the, you know, uproar around TikTok, which could impact the way social media work is to, yeah. um, folks laying off and therefore potentially needing more designers. Those, what she has are two very valuable skills yeah. in the freelance Ar- world. Artificial intelligence, yeah. like the, the AI stuff is, sure. is impacting designers, writers, creators of all kinds. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of shakeup happening for sure. Yeah, so it feel it feels like so I guess my first answer to the to the question of having more focus would be what is the reason, you know, or sort of probing around the reason for that focus is it to to create more kind of focus and balance in her personal life is it because it feels wrong quote unquote to have two um if the former it makes a lot of sense and I know plenty of designers my husband's in more of a technical field he likes that focus so I would say if that makes her a more successful freelancer, go for it. If it's the latter, like worried that it waters her, you know, kind of quote, resume down to have both, I would say don't worry about it. Because again, those are very valuable skills. And even combining those two can make her a really valuable and kind of unique asset. I personally would hire someone for co-conspirators that was not only able to deliver on sort of visual identity um, for clients and for brands, but also be able to create content for social. That's a pretty rare skill set. Yeah, that's true. And and those they can play so well together. Um, the social content could be so much better if you understand the visual identity of the brand, but can also sort of be flexible in a social context. So th- those can definitely go together. And I I sometimes wonder that people try to niche down too far just because um, they they hear it from quote unquote experts. Like we talked about this last time where certainly I think a lot of freelancers try to niche down too early, better to experiment, better to see what the market wants what you enjoy and what sort of feels right for your career than to just like from the get go say, I'm only going to do this very specific thing because then you sort of box yourself in and you get frustrated if things don't work out in that one very specific thing that you kind of just invented. Um, and I think this, this maybe could be happening too here where it's like, like, yeah, I, it is hard where we don't have Gialitza here, like, on the air with us to say, well, what's your reasoning behind uh, trying to niche down, you know? Sometimes we've heard from some listeners, like, uh, they want to niche down because, you know, let's say in Gialitza's case, maybe she really enjoys the visual identity stuff, but does the social stuff to pay the bills. And it's like, should I niche down and pay the bills better or do something I'm more passionate about? In that case, I would say this, the stuff you're more passionate about, I know that can be really hard if you have money coming in from social clients. Um, but over the long haul, like you're going to, you're going to be more happy. You're going to be more happy and you're going to be more successful even financially. If you do the work that you're really passionate about, um, and and but that can be hard, right? Depending on what your bills look like and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess you know, again, this is not for everyone, depending on the person's appetite for taking something like this on. But maybe because to your point, you you articulate it really well. The sort of 
common commonalities and crossovers between these two areas, so sort of creating social media content and understanding the way that a brand visually expresses themselves, maybe there's an opportunity to sort of say, hey, we, you know, we, Jalitza's, you can either use your name or come up with some sort of like fun name, do both of these services. And then you bring, you know, a junior mm. person on who can help with some yeah. of the social content and kind of grow to like a tiny little either two person shop or what have you. So there may also be, I think, since folks are thinking of it as like, hey, it's me, I'm the freelancer versus to our question, you know, in another short of like, hey, can I bring on another person when I'm a freelancer? You absolutely could and sort of market yourself as a little boutique shop and potentially do more of the day-to-day work that you really love and are passionate about without turning down some of those other opportunities. So maybe there is also a way to sort of say, hey, we understand brands from visual conception to social expression and everything in between and then sort of see what happens and maybe not having to say no is a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. I I actually, yeah, I love the idea of bringing on someone who – Again, we're sort of making up this scenario, so we could be completely wrong, Jalitza. Hopefully, we're we're close. But yeah, let's say the scenario is she loves the visual identity stuff, but keeps the social media stuff for you know for the financial side just to keep her business moving. And there's nothing wrong with that. And like you said, I love the idea. Maybe maybe find a subcontractor who you can spend even like fifty percent of your revenue from social media content. Pay them to just handle that um, and to do a really good job and to sort of coordinate and collaborate with you. Um, under your brand, under your com- company, but then you can focus on the stuff you really care about. So again, we're sort of we're starting to sort of fictionalize this, this, this scenario situation. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's still applicable, Jalitza, to your situation, no matter how um, you're actually looking at it, one way or the other. But I, I think uh, I think really the the key is here. Like, there's lots of ways to go about it. I don't think you have to niche down just because that's what people are always saying. In fact. Some of the people I've watched over the years who say you have to find your niche, you have to be the best of the best in your niche, 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 niche. Now they're like, oh, how do we become like a like an all you can offer shop? How do we become a one stop place for all the things? Right. So they're sort of backtracking on that niche idea. So I'm always hesitant to say like you have to find the perfect niche. I think um, I think it's more about like marketing, finding a market for the work that you want to do, and then keeping your eyes out for opportunities in the market to offer stuff that people will pay for. Like that's really what business is about. And so sometimes we lose sight of that. So I guess my invitation is just to, to not lose sight of that in your business, Gialitza. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Um, and even potentially talking to some of those clients could also be a good way, not talking about some mm. huge formal survey. But one of the things we did when we were making the switch from offering both kind of marketing implementation and the strategy side is just talk to some clients who were doing either just one or both and sort of find out. And it turns out there was a lot more com- competition in one area than the other, which is why we decided to focus on the area we did. So there may also be some ways to do some ad hoc customer, um, you know, sort of stakeholder research to also determine sort of would folks miss this if it went away, where else would they go mm. and kind of just mm-hmm. get us get a sense of the path forward by speaking to actual customers versus just sort of going with your gut, which don't get yeah. me wrong, I'm a big believer in, in going with your gut. And that's how I make a lot of decisions, <laughs> but validating in one direction versus the other. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that. Some great advice. Well, Christine Olivas from co-conspiratorsagency.com. Thank you so much for joining again. Uh, These last few weeks where we've had you on these shorts have really just been a treat, and I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you again for having me. I'll I'll be back in a few months, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. Please take a moment to uh, just let everyone know about your business, what you're working on, where they can connect with you. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can either, if you are in the market, um, either for freelance strategy services for any reason, let's say you're a designer and you need some support for some of your clients, or you're a strategy freelancer looking for kind of more of a, a home, feel free to go to coconspiratorsagency.com and either fill out the work for us or with us forms um, on the site. And then you can also find me on LinkedIn if you just search Christine Olivas. I'm starting to post a lot more in 2023. So um, would love to kind of build my community there as well. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thanks again for joining us. And Gilitsa, thank you for your question. Again, if you want to have your question submitted on the show, we'd love to hear from you. You just visit freelance2founder.com slash ask. Type in a quick question and we will do our best to answer it on the air. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening to this Freelance to Founder short. Subscribe in your favorite podcast player for more shorts and full-length coaching sessions each week. Freelance to Founder is a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Podglomerate. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app by visiting freelance2founder.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, tell us why by leaving a review. Until next time, thanks for listening. See ya. See ya. You hear us talking on the show all the time about social media and the importance of marketing yourself online as you grow your business. That's because social has played a huge role in both of our businesses as we've grown them, but actually getting customers from your social accounts to your website and ultimately to make a purchase can sometimes be more difficult than it should be. If you need a simple solution, I recommend you try getting a .bio domain from Porkbun. That's .bio, .bio. You can put it in your LinkedIn bio. You can put it wherever you want to put it so that people can get directly to your website. We've partnered with Porkbun a lot over the years for two reasons. First of all, we trust them and they offer better deals on domain names than anyone else that we know about. And right now you can get a .bio domain name for less than $3 at Porkbun. So for less than a cup of coffee, you can get a short, memorable, and professional .bio domain name to share yourself with the world. Just visit porkbun.com slash freelance or click the link in this episode's description. That's P-O-R-K-B-U-N.com slash freelance and you can get a .bio domain for $3 right now. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble.